Welcome to the Matt and Dez Experience. Matt and Dez Gonzalez are the founders of Kingdom Culture Ministries, a nonprofit organization that specializes in training, consulting, and resourcing leaders. Join them as they talk about life, family, faith, and all things prophetic. Now let's get to today's episode of the Matt and Dez Experience. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the brand new Matt and Dez Experience. I am your co-host, Matt Gonzalez. Hey, and I'm your other co-host, Desiree Gonzalez. And we are so excited to bring you our first episode of this brand new podcast. Babe, it is officially here. It's here. We are (laughs) thrilled. Hey, we're excited to bring you this weekly podcast. As we've been traveling, people have asked us, do you guys have a podcast? And uh, we have not had a podcast, but we are excited. It was actually on our to-do list. We have a dream list. And one of the things we wanted to do is put a podcast out there to bring some content that would bless those that uh, we train and we travel and those that have followed our ministry. And so we're excited to bring you this brand new podcast. And I am really excited. If you guys haven't heard yet, what about that epic intro? I have to give a shout out to my boy, Mark Afshar, who made this original piece. Oh man, it is epic. You did such a great job, Mark. Thank you so much. And if you don't know who Mark Stevens is, check him out on iTunes. He's producing some amazing hip hop. Check him out today. Go get his latest single and uh, you will not be disappointed. So thank you, Mark, for that epic intro. Okay, guys. So let's tell you guys a little bit about who we are. Uh, We founded Kingdom Culture Ministries in 2008 and we founded it upon the purpose of specializing in training, consulting and resourcing leaders. Yeah. And let me just uh, take you back a little bit. We first started in ministry on the college campus. A lot of you who know um, our story know that we started ministry on the college campus and and really God did um, amazing things on the college campus. And we just saw a move of God break out in a really special way. And what had happened was, is people were getting saved and discipled. And we just felt like, man, we, they need more training. We need, we need more. Um, they need more discipleship and more training. And so we had a burning passion to start a school of transformation um, because our primary time on the college campus was on a junior college. And so there was a lot of students that we only had for about a two year window. And so we just really had a passion to to really invest in these college students lives that they would really go out and transform the real world. We really had big vision. And so we we really started the nonprofit corporation with that being um, kind of our launching was our school of transformation in 2008. And then God had more plans and led to actually planning a church out of that as well. And that's part of our story that I know as as time goes on, you're going to learn more about what we've done. Yeah. And you know, we didn't, we didn't just start on the college campus. Me and Des actually started our relationship on the college campus too. True, true. And so when we started ministry, we were good friends. We knew each other and you guys will hear about our testimony in upcoming episodes. So we won't go all into it, but we uh, did ministry on the college campus, San Joaquin Delta College in Stockton, California, uh, University of the Pacific. And then we also did two and a half years at UC Berkeley overseeing the campus ministry there for Jesus culture. And uh, so we, overall, we did about 12 years of campus ministry. Out of that, one of the, re- what, actually, Kingdom Culture Ministries, as Des was saying, came birth out of that. Yeah. Because what happened is we started in a in a revival. We saw a revival happen on the mm-hmm. college campus, but the thing was, the revival was tied to me and Des. Mm-hmm. And I'll explain what that means. You know, uh, we were seeing a move of God with the, amongst the students, but what happened, and I like to say it this way, 
is that culture is more powerful than personal anointing. And we see this play out in scripture. We understand that Moses had a personal anointing, uh, but yet there wasn't a culture created there because the people hadn't received the invitation to come into the fullness of the relationship Moses had. And so we go, we see when Moses goes up to the mountain, comes down, what happens? They leave God and they start serving a false God. Why? Because there wasn't a culture there. They depended on the personal anointing and the personal relationship of Moses to God. And so what we begin to see in this revival is that most of these students were dependent on me and Des mm. uh, because we didn't create a culture because it's hard to create a culture when you don't have the language that communicates the culture into the hearts of those you're leading. And so we were seeing a revival, but most of that was tied back to us because we didn't have the actual language great culture. Yeah. And you know what? Part of that reason is, I think, from my perspective, is that we were kind of learning as we were going. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, we did, were. You know, we were we were literally like thrust into this. And that's kind of part of my testimony, which I'll share more about in later episodes. But, um, you know, I grew up in the church. And so when me and Matt actually met at youth group at church, so that let me preface that. You mean you were chasing me around the altar. Right. Mm. <laughs> we know the truth. Um, so, no, that did not happen. But so we we were friends. But we hadn't seen each other in, in a few years. And so I started taking classes at Delta and we just happened to run into each other on the campus. And hey, how's it going? You know, small talk, exchange numbers. At the time, I had a Goddamn boyfriend. digits. I had a boyfriend <laughs> at the time, but we're not going to go into all of that. Hey, hey, you know, I, but I got to say this. I have a personal core value. <laughs> if core it's value. not a wedding ring, come on. She had a promise ring. <laughs> And it was a promise, but there was no re- wedding ring. So if there's no ring on it, it's free game. And I just had to move on in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I guess it worked. But um, so, okay, so what had happened was we ran into each other and we just started becoming good friends, just hanging out. And in the midst of all this, you know, I, I, like I said, I grew up in church, but I was at a place with the Lord that, you know, I love God, but I really wasn't sold out living for him. You know, I was being a little bit of a knucklehead. And so (laughs) Matt and I let him share his side of the story, but he had shared with me when we met up on the college campus, like, Hey, um, I'm going to start this group, this Christian group on campus. You know, you want to help be a part of it. And I'm like, uh, I don't know, you know, <laughs> well, I don't even know what that means, you know. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Hey, what is it, just like a Bible study, you know? I didn't know really what he was talking about. And so when um, the first time I realized that this was something different was I, I go, I'm going to one of my classes and I hear music coming, walking from my car into the center of the quad and I hear like this, this rap music and it's like, you know, like people are crowded around. I'm like, wow, what is this? This looks cool. And I walk up and it's Matt and the group and he has a DJ out there and it's like everyone's into it and it's you know it's Christian music but everyone's into it I'm like okay all right this is cool you know and I began to realize okay this isn't just a Bible study like we're going to impact culture on this campus and it was attractive to me and I was attractive too (laughs) (laughs) hey but seriously guys when we started we wanted to have influence on the college campus and I'm looking at it like this Hey, we're going to influence people and we're going to bring excellence. Mm -hmm. So we got a DJ, we had some rappers, we had a beatbox, 
And uh, we went out there, we did our thing, and it attracted people, and we were able to share the gospel. But I would even say as far as this, see, in the church culture I grew up in, and this is kind of where the whole concept of kingdom culture came, is that I was taught in the denominational structure that I was connected with that the kingdom, in, in my theology, is that the kingdom was a coming kingdom. Yeah. But as I soon found out being on a college campus that uh, I I just can't uh, share about a coming kingdom. And as I began to research in scripture, this was one of the biggest, if not the biggest um, topic that Jesus shared on was the kingdom. And the way he explained it, matter of fact, in Luke 17, the Pharisees come to him. I, I got to give this scripture to you because this is powerful. It actually was where it launches the kingdom culture. Luke 17, 20 says, now having been questioned by the Pharisees as to when the kingdom of God was coming, he answered and said to them, the kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed. Or would they say, look, here it is, or there it is. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Mm. And this scripture revolutionized my theology. Yep. Because what I found out is that this kingdom was a coming kingdom, but it was also a kingdom that was supposed to invade the earth now. And it was also, here's the game changer, the kingdom within us, that God's kingdom is within us. And so if it's within us, that means we can release it out of us. And that's how we saw kingdom culture take off. And that's how we saw revival become a revival culture on the campus. And I would say the game changer, babe, was when we begin to have the language to impart it to the hearts of those we were leading. And it it transfer it just it, it did such a massive impact and now seeing people, leaders raised up who were powerful. Yeah. That we weren't the only two powerful voices. We had a whole group of powerful voices. And uh, if you're listening out there, I want want to say this, because maybe you've come from a background where you were taught the the kingdom of God is a coming kingdom. It's not a kingdom that's here now or a kingdom within us. Here's the thing. here's, Here's my thought. Mic drop real quick. You can't separate a king from his kingdom. Wherever the king is, his kingdom is there. If we say that Jesus, the king, lives within us, that means the kingdom is also there. You can't separate a king from his kingdom. So my whole thing is this, is if we separate the king from his kingdom, we now have an orphan kingdom. Mm. You can't have a king without a kingdom. And I propose to you that the kingdom is here. There is part of it that is coming, but it's here now. And the kingdom of God is within you. And until the kingdom of God, because the kingdom of God within you, it won't become the kingdom around you. Yeah. And really, this transformed my life. I really feel like I can define two stages of my life. My life before this revelation and my life after this revelation. And again, I grew up in a Christian home, so I knew God. I actually... You know, we would see God move at church. We would see God move yeah. at camps and altars and but again, that was like someone else. That was that was someone else's gift or or that's <laughs> yeah. the kingdom around me. Yeah. I did not even know what could th- flow through me. And it wasn't <laughs> until that time where I began to receive the revelation of the kingdom of God and what it means to walk in the kingdom, it really, truly revolutionized my life. And of course, my husband was a, a big help in that, seeing that revelation established in my life. But once we did, we were able to impart it and raise up students to do the same. It wasn't just about us. It wasn't just about us having gifts or, or teaching them or yeah. we were literally giving everything we had away and they realized, hey, I can do this too. We were just college students. All of us were just college students and 
and we were seeing the most powerful move of God I had ever witnessed in my life. Yeah. You know, we were seeing miracles, literally blind eyes open, like radical deliverances out in the middle, you know, of Secular a coffee shop campus. or, yep. you know, and we were just seeing signs and wonders before we even knew what they were. And so we were really introduced to the kingdom in a really cool, big way. And it really was, it was life changing. It really was. And I remember when the first time I, I saw that revelation become an action within you. As I remember there was a gal who came to you. I remember we were at an outreach. I was even thinking of the picture. We have a picture of this. She came to you and she was crying and she that. had a brain tumor. Yeah. She had a brain tumor and she asked for you to pray for her. Do you remember yeah. that? Oh yeah, I do. And if I recall, you laid hands on her. You prayed for her. She was having severe headaches and uh, it was due to the brain tumor. And she was actually, ha- she was in pain. You prayed for her. She felt heat come on her head. And she explained like she felt like a tingling sensation. And then we found out like I think weeks later what happened. Well, first of all, I believe God could heal. Absolutely. I've always believed that. But I never even expected it to flow through my life because I didn't even know that I could expect it. I don't, you know, if, if you anyone can relate to that out there. And so after praying for her, of course, we're, I'm going to pray for her. That's what we're there for. But I, I'm not really sure where my faith level was, to be honest. Like, I was like, yeah, of course I want to see her healed. But oh my gosh, Lord, this is this is big. You know, she she needs a miracle. Yeah. You know, this is this is a, a life or death miracle. Yep. And so I just had compassion for her and later finding out like that's oftentimes the best place to flow from is is from compassion. And so I just was praying over her and a few weeks later we found out that she had been healed. Yeah, totally healed. And I think it proves a point too that we've taught our students is sometimes you have to be put over your head for God oh, to get yes. a resource to you that's over your head. <laughs> yeah. And you were in that situation. You fell many, over your head but you had times. compassion. And so if you're listening out there and you're in a situation where you feel over your head, don't fret. Don't get worried. Just have faith and believe in God because when we're over our head, we're in a great place because that we now qualify for God to give us a resource that's over our head. And that's the thing you need for breakthrough. You know what that's called? That's called training for reigning. Yep. That's what that is. <laughs> so this is kind of our history with Kingdom Cultures. We saw it on the campus and our, like Des was saying earlier, one of the most powerful things for us was not being the voices of this revival. It was actually equipping others to be empowered to take it and make it their own. And that's really where Kingdom Culture came out of. This whole concept of Kingdom Culture of us consulting, resourcing, and training leaders to become powerful voices to the world around them and to see transformation in the world around them. And that's our heart. Absolutely. And that's really the heart behind this podcast too, is that we want to be able to empower you through this content through these different shows on this podcast. You're going to hear from me and Des. We're going to have some conversational talks some just really vulnerability, just raw conversations. We also get to interview some of our great friends on here. We have some amazing interviews coming yes. up. Y'all need to get ready for that. And also, we just want to empower you with content, just content that has transformed our lives. Yeah, I I think our testimony is powerful, right? It, it's transferable. And when we release it, it prophesies the testimony of Jesus into other people's lives. So that's for us, that's part of the reason why Come on. we love speaking in general, but why we want to do this podcast is just release the testimony of Jesus so that it can be your testimony. And and there's just power in telling our story. And so I just love the, so the conversational style that podcasts bring. So we just hope that as we invite you into our lives, our journey, that it'll be a blessing to you and that we can be an encouragement to your life. Yeah. So we look forward to giving you guys these episodes as they come out and it's going to be a weekly 
weekly podcast show, The Matt and Des Experience, and we hope that you encounter God's presence. We believe we're going to have testimonies from these podcasts of miracles, healings, surge of the gift of faith imparted to your heart to believe God for the impossible because this is a kingdom that is manifested within us that comes out of us that makes the impossible bow down to the name of Jesus become possible. Come on, I love that. So we're excited to have you on this journey with us and we look forward to giving you some more content. Until next time, we'll see you on our next episode. Be blessed. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Matt and Des Experience. This podcast exists to inspire and motivate you to transform the world around you. Continue the journey with Matt and Des Gonzalez by liking them on Facebook and checking out mattanddes.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast.